From the Dub Lab Studios in Virgil Village, California, this is North Mollywood. I'm Alex Papadimus. That's Andrew T. What's up? That's Molly Lambert. Is it? Is it? It's, that's half of Molly Lambert. That's a that's a, that's the former Molly Lambert. How you doing? How you doing, champion? I'm, I'm all right. The I'm shell push, of Molly Lambert. Pushing, pushing through. I like. We have to do this episode basically live, guys. Two days. Let's do it. We're gonna knock it out. All right. Look, um, I have a show now in my life that I wait for every week when it pops up on the little Amazon subscription. Planet Earth Two, Episode Three. Let's, let's 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 break it down. Oh, we're gonna talk about episode two. Episode two, what? Yeah, episode two. What? I haven't watched episode three yet. You're not. Oh man. Episode two. Look, you I'm can gonna, talk about. You I'm can spoil, spoil episode three. That's spoil fine. Episode three is the, the animals up to some up to some shit. There's some stuff in episode three that is, that will blow your mind. Oh shit. Uh, I wanted to say that off of our last conversation where we started talking about the editing and the sound editing. Yeah. Uh, Friend of Andrew T. Yeah. And I'll say friend of me. Friend of friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. And amazing director. Amazing director, Dean Fleischer Camp. Uh, who has a, a, a short feature out called Fraud. Go see it. Uh, which is an amazing thing where he cut together uh, family's home movies uh, from YouTube and turned it into a narrative that he made up. Mm-hmm. Or did he? Did he? Did, he, did he, he create it? No one knows. But he was Go saying uh, he was like, I'm, you know, I'm not maybe one to talk about uh, creative editing, but he was like, the sound effects on Planet Earth Two are out of control. I think he said they're manipulative and corny. Which is which they are. <laughs> which we had kind of been saying, are they real or are they just like super sweetened? And he was like. You don't have to make like the crazy sound when the iguana swivels its neck around. <laughs> yeah, like the me- mechanical ratcheting sound. And then he was like, whoever decided to put the polka music under the bear scratching its back against the tree. Is that was a pretty hack. bad. A hacky hack. Somebody who's, well, my father worked on Benny Hill, <laughs> and uh, this was a tribute to him. Yeah, yeah. How dare you. Is it a is sacred- super British. Wait, let me ask you something. So I realized. So you guys both love Planet Earth too. I would say that I, I I would say that I love it. I would say that I've been yeah I've been thinking about some there I have some issues with it that I didn't have uh, the last time we talked about it. I think I have okay. some questions about it. But go ahead. I think I'm out on it. What? I think I'm out. I don't think I like it. I think maybe I shouldn't have watched it right after rereading Dean's tweets about it because they were really funny and on point. But I I let me just say. Um, cause I am at a different point in my illness than both of you two. I was not as quilled up <laughs> when I watched it. And I feel like, like you kind of gotta be kind of high. Like I get really bored. I get really distracted. You get bored by nature's majesty. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I an really animal do. lover though. Well, that's true. Mainly because I already have my own majesty in the form of kitty cat the dog. You're like, I'll just watch this dog and then make my own sound effects. I mostly Boing. wound up playing Hans Zimmer music. I was playing played with her more while I was watching it than I was paying attention to the to the show. I mean, there was something super manipulative at the. It made me laugh also because I had been reading Dean's tweets before I saw it. But uh, at the end of episode two was the most manipu- emotionally manipulative thing that's ever happened, where they're following a. Uh, a snow leopard, I believe, and its daughter, mm-hmm. a mother-daughter snow leopard team. And yeah. then they're like, they were never seen again. 
until <laughs> we found the mother. And then they're like, but the little cub was never, we never saw the little cub again with its mother, but we saw it separately. It came back by itself just behind the mom. I have questions about the manipulation. So, like, A, I wondered when I saw that happen, like, oh, are they just kind of filming whatever Snow Leopards and assuming that we're going to, like, think of it? We're going to be like, oh, it's that one, you know, like, that we'll sort of, like, that they could maybe just sort of cut together different well, unrelated events happening to these you animals. You tell me anything is happening. Well, that's how they Because they had to admit that one thing is fake. That's like, the, oh, yeah? There's one thing in there that is actually, like, they have now, they've admitted that, what is like, it? it's the eagle the thing. Eagle. Oh, that's in the, the episode, though. Well, they talk about, yeah, that it's actually in a bird sanctuary, that it's not. Oh, oh, oh. That's Sorry, I thought thing. you, the shot, the first person shot of the eagle flying, they have at the end of the episode, the guy in the wingsuit or whatever. Oh, you're saying something else. Sorry, well, no, I'm saying that, like, actually, the, there's a thing where, like, like in addition to that, yeah, there's a, there's a whole thing about how they shot it, like, that there's the guy in the wingsuit and whatever, but also that, like, that there's that one bird and it's actually sort of it lives in a bird sanctuary and it's not they just go out and find it like it's a trained bird that knows how to do things. I mean there's like a long because you can strap a GoPro to the head of a trained bird. Right. Yeah. But right. There I figured that I've just my mind just went, oh it's a drone. They flew a drone over an eagle. Uh there's a long tradition of making shit up in nature documentaries, which is how the lemmings run off a cliff thing got started. Yeah. Because they do not. Well, they chase them? Yeah, they pushed them. Yeah. It's real bad. Wow. And then and then yeah. Gary Larson really like pushed that narrative. Out so yeah, he made that. <laughs> I feel like he has like a, there's a lot of far side cartoons. Like, why and are a, we doing this? And a lot of like he's those, like that. He's really a propagandist for <laughs> killing lemmings. A lot of those Disney nature documentaries. I feel like I brought this up before, but yeah, they were like notorious for sort of like you know having having multiples of the animal that's the protagonist and just right. like accidentally kill one. You just put in the backup and nobody notices. We'll keep talking about this after the break. They're pretending to be journalists in this Planet Earth 2, right? Yeah. In BBC. Like they're they're David sticking- Attenborough is like, I trust I trust that man more than anyone. Uh is that just because of the accent? Yeah, or no. just just going back to uh I mean, last yes, week's episode. <laughs> I don't think you should trust any white guy that's wearing a jod purse. That's any probably white, true. That's any white totally person true. wearing jod purse. Yeah. Not cool. Up to no good. Especially Han Solo. Well, it's um, also fucked up that we always let documentaries be narrated by white guys. Yeah. Because they're the voice of authority. No, because they're the voice of fucking that type of uh, colonialism. Right. This, it's the voice of the safari. Right. Is he um, the Diplo of animals? He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, check out all these cool animals from all over the world. I own them now. Diplo definitely calls himself a snow leopard, doesn't he? God, I fucking... He calls himself Smoothie Wolf. Jesus Christ. Sure. Uh, but I, I just feel like David Attenborough has the greatest job in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know a lot of people want to be Anthony Bourdain, but like I would way rather be David Attenborough because he just is like just goes yeah, all over the world and gets to like see cuties. Bourdain would eat the snow leopard though. <sighs> this is amazing. These brains are incredible. He'd smoke it. 
Yeah, I okay. Here's my other part of this: is that uh, going along with the manipulate manipulativeness and corniness of it is there is to me this element of like the cuties element is I know that's how you have to sell the propaganda of a fucking nature documentary. You have to make people invest in things. I think I even said this last time. I don't think I like it. But there's I like, a whole. I I, like some of the things that are not meant to be cute, I think are very cute. It's just yeah. cool that things exist in nature, is my feeling. Yeah. I just feel like you never, I, I am still a, a rube about this and like the close upness of the animals and the fact that you are seeing them like in the way that you are, that like even if it's, you know, even if it's fake, even if they're CGI half yeah. the time, the fact that they're getting in there and seeing it. I will say, like, I have watched the third episode yeah tell us about the third of this season you molly you are in for a treat andrew you are in for having your points proved which is also a treat (laughs) um there is a little female spider monkey that shows up in early in this episode i literally gasped it was so cute it was unbelievable i was like oh my gosh i want to root for you to do everything like that you can possibly do climb to the top of that canopy of trees you can do it right um and there is a, then and then it, it gets a little there's a, it's a little slow down the middle but there is a glass frog there's a transparent frog if anybody was following my Instagram story last night when just suddenly filled it up with glass frogs because there were like all these kind of like <laughs> insane like translucent frogs you could see their organs and their insides of their bodies and everything and then there are these like light up worms at the end that like oh man yeah it seems like glass frogs oh, would like, be more your steez, I like light probably. up worms also. oh yeah this is the it, the first the second glass. half of this episode is is the most Molly so far is it the uh, bioluminescent the, worms the bioluminescent worms okay i, I know it's about the jungle these. episode it's the like railroad a, worm yeah <laughs> railroad worm looks like something from the fucking main street electrical parade like got loose and shrank into in nature and like goes around oh, yeah. and then it like attracts the millipede with its sort of brightly lit uh, rainbow lights that are you know sort of like literally like it looks like a gummy worm and that glows from within and that shuts off everything but this little like red nose light for uh-huh. like night vision stalking and just fucks up a millipede. It's uh, it's incredible. I'm gonna get gummy worms after this. Oh yeah, no, it's a, the, the, he absolutely looks like a Haribo product that can kill you if you're a a millipede. A millipede. Um, That's cool. So uh, yeah, it, it it works. But I I you know I was thinking about like you know funny because it was planted in my head this idea about the fakeness of it and mm-hmm. like what is that what is the level of, because clearly it's like, they're not going to create something where it's like, look, they actually like publish a newspaper in their Eagle nest or something. Like they're not going to fake something that is like, you know, that animals can't do. Hey, we don't know. They can't publish a newspaper. uh, We've we've just never seen it. Exactly. Well, you don't know what it would be. It would be like a lynx rubbing her face on a trunk and then pissing on that. Guys. Oh, that's a blog post. I've been watching on, I feel like I plugged this before, but (laughs) explore.org, which has all the live animal cams. I don't think you have plugged this before. You've plugged it on Twitter. but This is all I do. I think you did. You, You maybe plugged this during Caddy. Yeah, there's one that's like an African watering hole, just a camera on an African watering hole. Uh, And they're just, I just was watching a bunch of hippos just like sleeping. Mm -hmm. It's great because it is like theoretically unmediated, just 
footage mm-hmm. of live footage of animals, but one of the ones I keep watching. So you're, what you're saying is you're the Alex Jones of animals. Yes. Truther. They're the yes. Dogma 95 of animals. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, it's slow TV. It's like there's one that is an eagle nest. That, I think the eagle made me think of it. Um, mm-hmm. That's just an, it's just a camera on an eagle sitting on some eggs. And like the most exciting thing that happens is like every once in a while, It'll like get up and like look at the eggs and like check that they're still, still there. Still there, still an egg. And then just like sit back down. They but, would sit on a rock though. Yeah. The eagles are really dumb. Um, and I am the type of person that at a certain point is like, should I feel like, should we even be putting a camera on this? Like, is it fucked up? Like, what if they want their privacy? Do they have um, a concept of privacy? Yeah. Uh, no. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, eagles my, are dumb. My ex. Uh, who I split these my dogs with um, got a dog cam for her apartment, and she didn't give me access to it, which is good because I almost asked for it. I was like, "That is so deeply fucked up in so many ways." Um, Wait, you would have access to the dog cam in her apartment, yeah, to a camera looking into her apartment, which I was like, "Right, of course." But she does periodically text me uh, stills from it, and it is the best. That is the most rom-com thing I've ever heard, by the way, that you would actually have there be a, the apartment cam thing. Yeah, the apartment cam thing, splitting dogs with your ex. Look, so many problems. So many problems in all Andrew's weird existence. <laughs> After this break, we'll be right back. All right, here's my here's my thing about why I don't like the let me and let me let me tease this out from first tease principles. It out. So the reason you make a show like this is a to sell camera technology, uh, b um, to sell HDTVs, to sell HDTVs, to sell 4K TVs. C is to sell people, the public, on the majesty of nature, so that they will be more apt to do things like protect it. Now. My argument is, and I don't know how to fix this because it's a little bit of like, like, you know, spoonful of sugar shit, wherein people need, because we're fucking mammals and we're dumb, we need to relate to cute things and we need to relate to mammalian things and we need to relate to nice things and we need to relate to anthropomorphic things. So we, uh, they need to sell us nature in those terms. But that also leads to some shit where like, you know, we'll donate millions of dollars to save whales that, you know, may or may not currently still need saving. But, you know, it's like, yeah, what really needs saving is like ugly bacteria or like fucking gross, you know, decom- de- things that decompose or, or like algae that's like blooming, that's killing off these little gross fish or whatever. I don't know. I, I there there's like a version of like the idiocracy world of this where, we have saved nature, quote unquote, but it's only cute nature and the ecosystem still implodes. Well, there's also a thing that happens where people have empathy for animals that they can't muster for human beings mm-hmm. that I really hate. Like uh, Brigitte Bardot, I think, is like that. She's like really into animal rights, but then she's like yeah, really anti-immigration. Morrissey, all white people's favorite person, will constantly say like, He's, he's right. Meat he's, is murder, but like meat is murder. No, but he's like he said, like the Chinese are subhuman 
because they eat meat He's or something. He's an idiot. It's really amazing. Well, shit. he said it was because they eat dogs, which is itself a slur. But like, right? Yeah. Wasn't that the whole oh, idea? is that why he said that? I thought, wasn't that the whole thing? Like, that, I don't look, know. Yeah. So that. I'm libeling Morrissey. That like, fake story. It's one of those days. libel a racist. But you know what I mean? It's like, really, guys? But like, also, I'm going to say, uh, I think sometimes the creepy things are cute. You know? No, I know, but because they're still presented in those anthropomorphic sure, you're still, ways. Sure, you're still supposed to root for the cutie glowworm over the military. Yeah, or or like, oh, you know what? In a way that mucus slug has a has a face when you pause it at the. I, I guess my point is like, I don't think there's a solution, but I I do think it's insidious that we root for cute things and are mostly unwilling to. My definition of cute is broad, though. Like, I like a sea sponge. I don't need something to have. Well, but that's that's what I'm saying is, yeah, it can be it can be applied to many things, but I still think that general principle is damaging. That's what I'm saying. That it should always be. You should just try to save all animals rather than like the like. You should not have to. Basically, it's like what you're making. The argument that you're making is that. Planet Earth is telling us that these animals are worth protecting because they're cute or they're interesting or they yeah. do things that are human-like. Yeah. And, like, that ultimately is, like, a damaging argument because that should not be the reason why we sort of protect yeah. Well, Andrew, wildlife. you know what you need? <laughs> To watch some Werner Herzog documentaries. No, I know. Yeah, because those are all from the principle that animals like are like can be really fascinating and interesting. But like the thing, the reason he loves chickens is because they're stupid. Like yeah. the, he was like, actually, it's fascinating to watch something that's that dumb. Like try to live a life that like it would you know like that's like I'm not going to do a Werner Herzog. That's how I know. feel about me, <laughs> Alex. You're not doing a Werner Herzog. We talked about look, we talked about it. The chickens are so stupid. It's like I went French. What was wrong? We could do a podcast. No one's ever, yeah. Isn't Werner Herzog? It's like a, everybody has a Werner Herzog impression. Yeah, yeah, like, up their sleeve. It's the best. It's like Nixon. It's one everybody thinks they can do. Yeah, because it's fun. It's the most fun. Uh, anyway, sorry. I feel like I've been a real. You know what? Right, yeah. if in closing, you hate animals. Andrew hates Hell animals. Yeah. That's why he has this cute elderly dog that he takes care of. You've got and one animal that and you're like, oh, that's I'm good. I'm yeah. The rest of them. You did pick the cutest dog. I mean, like your dog is sort of like it's like ugly cute, but it's not no, like she's it's pretty fucked up though. I'm yeah, saying but she's it, fucking cute as fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a cute, that's a cute dog. That's a, I've like, known <laughs> some weird, creepy dogs, and this is not one of them. Yeah. No, my principle is all uggos all the time. That's it. That's that's what I'm suggesting. Uggos I, and buggos. I'm just saying, yeah, mucus mucus bugs. Guys, and we are the mucus bugs. Mucus bugs. Yeah. We need a planet Earth for ugly animals is what you're saying. You need a, a 4K quality tribute. Or cruel animals. <laughs> it just needs They're to be all like. cruel. I know, but it needs to be. Sh- like there's a part in the, the last episode we watched about mountains where it's like. The fox trying to get a baby ibex. Oh yeah, that's a good part. And that is like, a cute thing versus other cute things. People. Well, yeah, I like, guess that one kind of. The fox is cute too. The Super eagle cute. eating that dead fox corpse, different fox. Yeah, it's gross. But I'm saying like the grossness and the cruelty is also worth saving, and not by the way because of some vague sense of ethics. Because of self-preservation. Yeah, because we're all going to die if the animals die. Yeah. If any part of that starts to go out of whack. Then oh, it, we're, we're, 
We're so fucked. Yeah, we're part of that. That's all. all. Do it for selfishness. Don't do it because you think it's cute. (sighs) Jesus, you fucking dummies. I hate you. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for listening. listening. Thanks. Kitty Cat says thanks, too. We will return. Uh, I don't even know when you're going to be hearing this. I think we're going to be, we'll be back. Uh, You said that with the conviction of someone who doesn't believe. We will return. We'll be right back. Um, I don't know. We're going to talk about uh, like the only thing we didn't get to today, which is uh, things that scared us as kids that are now available on YouTube. Oh yeah. So next next week, watch some effed up claymation. What, what, What do you? That's what scares me. Yeah. My, for me, well, you'll find out next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. I have a, I have a very strange uh, instance of Mr. Rogers predicting our uh, contemporary political scene that I want to share with everybody. Oh, God. That's right. He knew it. Molly, feel better, Molly. Feel better, you guys. Mm, you, you, I'm going to feel better. You guys feel worse. Peace. Peace. This episode of North Mollywood was produced by Michael Catano, Mukta Mohan, and Kasia Mihailovic for the MTV Podcast Network. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MTV Podcasts, and subscribe to this and other MTV Podcasts wherever you find your favorite shows. <laughs>